All right, praise the Lord. Father, Father God, thank you so much for the saints. They're encouraging me. And thank you for that worship uh, session today, Lord. Those songs resonate with me, Jesus. Draw me near, Lord. Draw me near, Lord. And uh, Lord, I can see Peter putting away his sword, Lord, because love has come and it's changed us, Lord. And I'm so grateful. I pray that that message if any message gets into our heart as believers is that love has come and he's given us hope to carry on. He's given us hope to go out into a fallen world, a lost world with the ability and the power to love our enemies, to do good, to overcome everything, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the Antichrist if so need be, Lord, because love has come and he lives in me. And that's what I want to show, Lord. I want to show love. I want to be nothing but that, Lord. Transform us into love this year because God is love. Transform us into love. Let our life be life of love. You said be imitators of God. God is love. Walk in love like God. Be imitators of God. And that's our goal, Lord. Today I pray my message moves us forward, God. Father, I don't want to intentionally, not with intent, step on any toes or hurt anybody, Lord, but I got to uh, preach the truth in love, Lord. My motive is love. My heart is love. And let that come out, Lord. Open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts to the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. You might as well flip over to Nehemiah. And I have a word for this year, but I, I, I kind of I want to talk a little bit about last year, and and um, I want to talk about what what we see as leadership uh, going to happen this year. So I think it's going to be a two part message. It's going to take a couple weeks maybe to get through this. I don't want to hurry. I don't want to rush through it. And if I I got so much here, I would have to rush to get it all done. So. Flip over to Nehemiah and just hang out there and I'll, I'll uh, direct you uh, to where to go exactly here in a minute. How many of you have, uh, are going to do some type of New Year's resolution, New Year's something going on in the, anybody? Nope. Kyla, Pam said no, you are. I am, I've, I've got things and mine are like spiritual and natural things going on, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're doing something, how many want to lose a little weight in the first of the year? Anybody? Right? A lot of, well, you know, I know a lot of times people make New Year's resolution. How long do most of your resolutions last, by the way? You guys, six weeks? If you go by the Planet Fitness curve, Planet Fitness fills up first of the year, like, and then all of a sudden February, it kind of, and then March, it starts, and by the summer, it just levels out. And everything and then it starts to pick up again at the end of the year but there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve I pray for you that everything you're doing that's good it's good to do you want to lose weight you want to get in shape what else do people want to do this year anybody huh quit smoking yep and by the way I saw Kyla wrestle uh, on Friday and she was amazing her first match I'm not exaggerating. She had that girl pinned in 30 seconds. Like, I'm like, well, we didn't get our money's worth. 
she just grabbed her, threw her to the ground, and jumped on her. So, that's, <laughs> seriously, that's pretty much what she did. I don't know what strategy that is, but it worked. And uh, she's the seventh grader, and she just, what's that? Shock and all. Yeah, she did. She did. That girl didn't know what hit her, and uh, it was over. But those girls are tough. Girls are tough anymore. I had a young lady uh, come up and just kind of, we don't know sometimes the way things go now. The girls are the wrestlers and the guys are the cheerleaders. Things have kind of changed. Um. And there's nothing wrong with cheering for your girlfriend, amen? We're, 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 we're behind them. So what else, does anybody want to do anything else this year, New Year, you're thinking you want to, no? You want to grow in the Lord, yeah. How about spiritual goals, anybody? It's a good time to think about it. You want to read more of the Bible this year? Be what? Be in the Word even more. Anybody else got something you're... Always, first of the year, I always try to assess where I'm at, and, you know, I let the Lord talk to me about how we did last year and what He wants to do. And um, I really believe those things are good. Any, any good thing we do like that, and we include God in it, I believe He's in it. I really do. I don't think God wants us to stagnate as people. I believe God is a multi-dimensional God. I really do. I believe he cares about your spiritual life, and I think that's the most important. We probably wouldn't get any argument, and that's our priority. But having said that, when we have our spiritual life in order, I believe God cares about your family, don't you? He cares about your relationships. He wants you to have positive, good relationships. He wants you to have healthy relationships. I believe he wants you to eat healthy, live healthy. How many don't eat healthy? Am I the only one? I've got a donut pr uh, problem. I'm going to conquer it by December of next year. <laughs> Amen. After that gift card someone got me wears out, uh, I might consider not eating donuts. But, but yeah, I, I think all those things are, are, are good that we do. I believe God is in it. He wants us to be well-rounded people. And I understand, and I'm going to talk about it. We have to have priorities, right? And as I go into the new year, I was praying to God about the church and what God, what, what he wants to do in Grace Point in this coming year. And you're a part of that. Whether you're a member or you attend, uh, if you're listening to Pastor Brad preach and you're coming here and worshiping, you're, you're a part of that. And God gave me a very, very specific word. And I'm going to tell you that word, but then I'm going to do a little review from last year. But I'm going to give you a little touch of what God God talked to me about, and I have not been in recent days more convinced that the Lord spoke to me. He layered this over and over again and layered this to me, and God told me, Brad, 2024, it's time to work. Isn't that a great word? It's time to work. You know, um, in Ecclesiastes 3.3, the wise man Solomon said, there's a time for everything. He said, there's a time to build. And I believe this year, the year 2024, is going to be a year of building the kingdom. We're going to be kingdom builders. And I have a lot to say about that. But I want to talk about how we got to where we just kind of a, a looking back on 2023. And then we're going to look forward. And I'll finish the message next week. And I'll be honest, I could just start preaching. Dean, I know you haven't heard me preach. I'm pacing myself right now. If I start preaching, I'll go everywhere all at once like a shotgun, and I want to get something across, so I'm going to take my time. But how we got to where we're at, we started, Pam and I started here in, in uh, 
some of the folks, uh, Jeff and Evelyn, who are here today, were with us at that time. Larry and Sonny, uh, Joyce were with us. Gideon and Dina came right away, almost right away, trying to look. Charlie came. Were you right? You were just with, right after, maybe? You've been here how long? You've been here about five years. Ken, you guys came right away. Ken and Linda. Mike Hirschman's been, been here. Anybody else has been here from the very beginning? Minty and, and Brian came from uh, Vineyard with us. So we have uh, some of the folks still here. We came here. Of course, my wife came with me. She came three years later. No, okay. <laughs> she finally decided to get behind me. No, but we came and we knew. So if you're new here, we knew and we know that God sent us here. And I've never doubted it. I've never. Now, we've had trials and struggles and no one's, uh, you know, we, we haven't been stoned or, you know, we, we've been eating. In fact, I weighed myself this morning and I weigh more today than I've ever weighed in my life, believe that or not. I, this black is slimming. Did you know that? <laughs> how many know, uh, probably all women, how many know black is slimming? You know, this is very slimming. Uh, but uh, I weighed more, and, uh, but we have grown uh, in more than one way, and it, we've had challenges, you know, and being a lead pastor and, and really forming a church is way more challenging than I thought. I've always been an evangelist, and I still am today. I was yesterday. Oh, I got a story, and I can't tell it, and I wanted you to tell your story, Linda, uh, the one about the, on the airplane. What a beautiful story, and I just, you know, maybe we'll get to that next week. We just had a great evangelistic story yesterday. Uh, uh, something that happened, I, I, can't, I just can't go into it. Maybe next week I'll share it. But I've always been an evangelist, and I love sharing Jesus with people. I am going to share Jesus with people to the day I die. You guys could boot me out of here, kick me to the curb, take my paycheck away, tell me I'm no good and I'm nasty, and I would be depressed for about six days, and on the seventh day I'd get up and I'd start telling somebody about Jesus. I would, I really would. I would because Jesus is real to me. He's not a fiction. He's not a religion. He's not just something I'm reading in a book. Jesus is involved in my life every day. I pray and he answers my prayer. I had some beautiful prayers answered over the holidays. He hears me, and I'm not a perfect person, but the Lord knows that, and he loves me anyway, and I love him. And no one on this earth, and I say this by faith, by the grace of God, will ever separate me from that. Amen? Amen. And he is more to me than Grace Point Church. I love, this is my work. This is what I do. This is, where I, this is what I think about. Guys, some of you think about Grace Point one time a week. I think about it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I pray for it. Sometimes some of you guys ought to know that about your pastor. This isn't something casual with me. I pray for you all the time, and I pray about the church, and I'm praying about it all the time. But even having said that, because this is our mission, this is the mission God's given Pam and I, to build a church, to be a part of building a church and obeying God and doing whatever he says. And whether we get it wrong or right, that is our heart, to build something for the Lord. And you can't do that alone. But if all this went to the ground, if all this dissolved away, there's nothing more important in my life than Jesus. How about you? I mean, heaven and earth can pass away, but Jesus, he'll never fail you, and he'll never forsake you. And we have got to get that bedrock in our heart that we have people in this church today that have gone through tremendous disappointments in 2023. 
There's been some folks that their spouse walked out on them this year and just out of the blue walked out and abandoned. There's folks I know in this room from talking to, they've had great challenges in their family this year, great turmoil. There's been people that have had financial setbacks. There's been people that have had disappointments, people that probably want to be further along in, uh, in their ministry and all these different things that have happened in life. But I want to encourage you that no matter what's happened to you, we have got to prioritize Jesus in 2024. Amen? Amen? I mean, it is absolutely true. When we honor and we put Jesus first and we make him the passion of our life, right. everything else just settles right down in line. I made a statement yesterday in the car on the way home from ministry, and uh, the Lord told it to me, so I believe it. He spoke to my heart. He said, uh, Brother Brad, the Lord calls me Brother Brad. <laughs> Brother Brad, he said, obedience is simple. I want you to remember this. This will help you if you put this in your heart. He said, obedience is simple. Disobedience is complicated. Paul talked about the simplicity of loving and following Christ. The simplicity. He said, I'm praying for you unless Satan beguiles you away from the simplicity of following Jesus. It's putting Jesus in his rightful place as number one. Hunter, you got baptized today and you said, Jesus, you are Lord. Did you mean it? I know that you did. Paul, did you mean it? That means he's Lord, that he's in charge of my life. And if I focus on him, no matter what comes, come what may, if I focus on Jesus, he will get me in 2024 right where I need to be. And when you're making decisions, I want to tell you, this is something that will really help you in your life. Obedience is simple and disobedience is complicated. God's not confused about what he wants you to do in 2024. God's not confused about the calling on your life. God's not confused about his relationship with you. He is all in on his relationship with you. Did you know that? He sold out on the cross. I can see Jesus hanging on the cross. I, I can see Jesus hanging on the cross. He came looking for the lost because love has come. Love has come and he's given me hope to carry on. God's made up his mind about you. He loves you and he's committed to you and he's drawing you into an eternal relationship. And what he wants from you in 2024 is he wants to continue this. He wants to grow you up in love. He wants to grow you up in this relationship. The bedrock of your life, the foundation of your life is Jesus. If someone disappoints you, Jesus is with you. If somebody abandons you, if somebody fails you, if somebody lets you down, Jesus is with you. If things happen to you that you don't understand, Paul called them perplexities, uh, 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 misunderstandings, tumults, things that come, trials come your way. If Jesus is first, you are going to get through it. Peter walked on the water as long as he was looking at Jesus. So I want to encourage you with that, first of all, Put Jesus first, and in 2025, as we're going into next year, we will be happy people. Obedience is very simple. Disobedience is complicated. So Pam and I came up here, and we know that God has sent us, and, and, and I got into that by saying we've had trials and opportunities to quit, and yet we've been disappointed. 
we've been frustrated, we've had different things happen, but everything that's happened to us in seven years' time has just convinced me that, and just driving me deeper into our relationship with Jesus. Has anybody ever prayed and said, Lord, I, I've got to have more. I, I've got to know you better. I've got to get deeper in this thing. And that, to me, that's what trials are good for, amen? Lord, just drive me deeper into a relationship with you. So I would say in the past seven years, that's what my pastoring has done to me. And I haven't been a pastor perfectly, but it's driving me more and more to where I see that the one thing that I need is Jesus. And I really believe that Jesus is enough. And if he's enough for me, he'll be enough for you. In 2023, uh, <clears throat> Pam and I were really seeking God and uh, we went on a, a trip, looking back here on this past year, we went on a trip to Pennsylvania, and I'm telling you, God met us at that trip. We went to Global Awakening, and I mean, I went down and got prayer, and the Lord broke through in my life. Have ever been, been uh, really laid out by the Holy Spirit where God really touched you? He laid me out, and he talked to me. And one of the things that was so surprising to me, and this is an aside, the first thing that God talked to me about, and I didn't go to that meeting for this purpose, and this tells you something about the character of God. The first thing that God talked to me about was my son. And I'm laying out on the floor praying for you guys, and God talked to me about my son. And I was intercessing and praying for my boy, just praying and praying and praying for my son. I didn't go down there for my son. But that tells you something about the faithfulness and the character of God, because God just put in my spirit to pray for my son. And when I got done praying for my son, he did talk to me about this church and what he wants to do in this church. And that's part of the word of where we're going, where we want to go uh, with this church in, in 2024. But we came back, and you remember, the first service, we did what the Lord told us to do. He gave us instructions. We, he said, these people need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And we lost some people because of it. We just did. They, they, not everybody believes the same. I care deeply about it, but I don't care. Does that make sense? I care very deeply. I don't want to lose anybody. I love everybody. But I have to do what God says, and that's what I'm learning. I have to do what God tells me to do. And we did. And we had this altar full of about 40 people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, and many with manifestations, but getting filled with the power of God. Does anybody remember that service? I mean, it was powerful. We had another one like it, a lesser service. But it was a powerful service because God told us the people need to be filled with the Spirit. Why? He said, why do we need to be filled with the Spirit? Do you remember why we need to be filled with the Spirit? It's not just so we can feel better. I like feeling better. Do you like to feel better? I Just to serve. To serve. There's a mission and there's a purpose for the church. And I want to have great church services. I love them. I pray we loosen up. I, I, I wanted to jump and shout today. I I don't know when we're going to get this where we come in no matter what the music is and raise our hands and sing and shout to God. I don't care if it's hymns or hers or whatever we're doing. <laughs> Amen. It's fast or slow or whatever. Well, I just worship God. Come in with a single-minded obsession to worship God. I love church. I love to worship God. It's harder to worship as a pastor. Did you know that? Because I'm thinking about the church. I'm thinking about everything. I'm trying not to, but I, I do escape into God's presence. That's when I get words of knowledge when I escape into God's presence. and Oh, there he is. Okay, Lord. But sometimes it's hard. But I love church. But gathering together, and we need it. We need community, and that's part of our vision. But the Lord wants to thrust us out into the world. Did you know that? And that's why he sent 
Jesus to die for our sins, be raised and buried, and, and he wanted to make us new people. And the Bible says a new people that are zealous for good works. If we are not zealous, and that's what the word says, for good works, we cannot be filled with God. If you are complacent or bored or indifferent to other people, and you cannot be filled with God because the purpose of God is that you would be zealous for good works, that you want to help people. You're praying for people. You can mark yourself, and I'm not getting on you. You're, God loves you. I love you. But if we are not zealous for good works, we're, we become complacent, and we become backslidden in our hearts. And it's so easy to do. I, I told Pam yesterday, I was sitting in front of my heater. I, I get cold easy. Anybody else? Am I, I get cold. I like, to, a bunch, I, I like to sit right in front of that heater. And we were getting ready to go downtown to minister uh, to the homeless, and uh, it's cold out there. And I had to leave my warm heater. And I'm telling you, in my flesh, I didn't want to move off of that heater. I just wanted to sit right there, turn football on, and just roast myself the rest of the night. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe Pam, make me a pizza and drink a Coke and watch football. I mean, that's, that's what my flesh wanted to do. But I, I had a commitment, and I went down. Do you know I had a ball downtown? I was cold, though, the whole time. I, I was cold, i, I got to be honest. But I had a blast downtown. I, me and three brothers were down there. And I just had a blast, and we, we did a, uh, shared the Lord and prayed with people. Uh, I can't go into my testimonies. We just had a blast doing that. And that tells me that sometimes, you know, we're compartmentalized. Some, there's a part of us that always wants to be comfortable, that always wants to sit by the heater, that wants to eat one more plate of turkey and take a nap. I'm the only one. But there's another part of us, and it's a part of you that knows God's purpose and his intention. And God, no matter what your gifts and talents are, God at this church, Grace Point in this hour, has filled us with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to get refilled with the Holy Spirit because he wants us to go into all the world and share Jesus with people. You've run into people that I've met out running around. You're... you're I say, you're running to people out working because you're out sharing, and that's the vision of this house. So there are just so many people out there that uh, we, we've gone to people right here in Utica that are as desperate as any homeless person that need Jesus. And I'm thinking, Lord, what if we weren't here? Have we run into people out and about? I just can't, I can't even tell you all the times we've run into people out and about. And I always think, God, how many people, when I obeyed the Lord, I said, Lord, how many people have I missed? Because I'm not paying attention to what the Spirit. Do you know, and I'm not going to apologize for this. I'm not going to apologize for caring about people. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is always on? And we, sometimes we have to turn off because we've got other stuff to do. I've gone into Walmart before and put my head down and just, you know, dun 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 I, Like, I can't look at anybody or talk to because I've got to get these donuts and get out of here. And, and really, when I do that, most of the time, and that's what, what happened at Speedway yesterday, I run into somebody that knows me. Like, hey, Brad! And I'm like, boot my heads up. God has sent us on a mission, and it just began in 2023. And he wants a church that will be the church on Sundays and have ridiculous... I've got to get there. What, what's, what is God going to do when we obey God and do our part... What God is going to do inside the building is going to astound you. 
when we become zealous for good works, when we find our purpose, when we're locked into Jesus' vision, which is seeking and saving the lost, that has always been Jesus' purpose, and it always will be his purpose. He's not changing his mind. He's not going to go a different direction. Jesus loves people. Jesus died for people. He is seeking and saving the lost. You can leave church right now and go down to Family Dollar, and I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost is on, he is looking to find someone to say, have you heard about Jesus? He's on. The Holy Spirit is always on. We can shut him off, but he's always on. You've got a healing gift. Holy Ghost is always ready to, to activate that thing and use it wherever you're at. He has put us on a mission as a church. And when I came back, the next thing we did, we talked about leadership. And we've had leadership classes here. People have uh, signed up for leadership. And the Lord told us to start grace group and life groups. And we are poised and set to start three more life groups. We're going to start them in March. Had a little bit of a delay. But we want people, we had Thursday night, and I got to share this in our grace group. God help me to get where I'm going. We had Thursday night in our grace group. We went around and started praying for one another. And I cannot believe the needs that surfaced. Stuff that had we not been there and started sharing with one another, it was unbelievable pain that some were going in. We, didn't, we had no idea. And people began to open up in these groups. And we prayed for lost loved ones. There were many sicknesses and people that had things going on in their family. People were making decisions and didn't know what to do. And we prayed for one. Would you say the Holy Ghost was there, Linda? The Holy Spirit was just there ministering and moving in that grace group. We want more that we don't want. We want you to have the opportunity through the week to minister and to be ministered to, but not just that, to fellowship and get to know one another. And so we are looking for this next year. We started it last year. We're looking for people to get involved in community and in fellowship. And we have a vision for it. And part of our vision is evangelism and discipleship. So that happened in 2023. We're still moving. We've raised up leadership. We've trained people and we're poised to do it. We're going to do more of the same. We want to give you an opportunity to talk to your neighbor and ask him into your house and talk to them about Jesus in 2024. So we're, we're still doing that. Last year we came back and we started this thing called City Quake. And it's a one-on-one -on -one course where you can watch the course and learn how to do evangelism. And the whole point of City Quake, it, we don't care the doctrine, we're not trying to teach you the doctrine of evangelism or to change your... What we're doing in CityQuake is we want people to learn and be accountable to go out and share their faith. It is a teaching tool, and that tool is so you will be accountable to go out with your partner and learn how to share Jesus with people. How many know accountability is good? Now, of all the people, and, and I know people are still in it, I started with my second person. Me and Hob are on Module 4 together. Going, going through it, and we're having a good time doing it, and, and Hobbs learning, Herb, his name's Herb, I call him Hobb, it's a long story. We're going through it. But of all the people, and I, I'm saying this, I'll be as humble as I can to say this, of all the people that needed it, I probably needed it the least. I've been sharing Jesus for a long, long time daily with people, and I'm going to keep doing it. But I went through that course, number one, to see what it was. I'm talking about last year's vision and going vision for next year. 
to see what it was, to get through it, because we see this as a vehicle for people to be trained up to learn how to share their faith. And I'm not giving up on it. I completed the class. I've been sharing Jesus for a long time. It helped me. And if you've signed up for CityQuake and you stopped, get back on it. It's a part of the vision of evangelism. And get through it. And if you can't get through it for any other reason, get through it so you can take somebody else through it. We need to stay involved in evangelism and one of our tools. Now, we'll do different types of evangelism. We started, we moved toward grace groups. We started CityQuake. And um, I believe it's, it's, it's in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 8.10. Paul said, and he was talking about giving in that scripture. He was talking about giving, but he said, what you had a readiness of mind to do, what you had decided to do, he said, go ahead and do it now. You volunteered to do it. You signed up to do it. You said you would do it. He said, go do it now. Now's the time to do it. So if you signed up for CityQuake and you're a part of the, if your partner cannot go out and do it, go out with your husband. Take your daughter out. Find a friend. Drag somebody out with you, but get through the course because we want to train. Part of the vision is to train more and more people. And I've got now, I've got, uh, I've been, I've, I'm done and I'm still working through my first partner. I'm working on a new partner and I'm getting ready to sign up a third person. I know it's from Jesus. I'm going through my third person. I encourage you, if you struggle with sharing your faith or you want uh, to be activated in that, sign up on CityQuake and get busy uh, learning how to share Jesus. It holds you accountable. So we started CityQuake. We're starting grace groups. We got full of the Holy Spirit. And then toward the end of the year, we started this homeless ministry, which we're going to continue uh, to work with the homeless. And that's kind of where we've been and into where we're going. And I was praying about it. And we had some successes this year. We did. But folks, we're not where we need to be. I'm not where I need to be. I've got to get further with, with the Lord. I, I don't have any condemnation. God's not pointing a finger at me. He's telling me, Brad, we can do more. 2024 is going to be a time to build and a time to work. Flip over to Nehemiah now. I want to read some scripture. And I knew I'd, I'd run out of time. But all that, I'm trying to lay this down. Folks, God said it's time to work. It's time to get busy. It's not time to rest. It's not time to fall back on our laurels. There, is, there are so many people that still haven't heard the gospel. There are so many more hungry people that need to be fed. There are so many more sick people that need prayer or visitation. I called a guy yesterday going through, I, I met him at Newark's Got Talent, and just me and him got hooked back up. He had major heart surgery. And here, like 12 years after I met him, he's calling me and he's asking for prayer. There are so many people that need prayer. The work has only yet begun. Nehemiah was a man of God. And Nehemiah was a worker. And Nehemiah saw that the walls of Jerusalem were torn down. The temple had been rebuilt in 516. I could go into a lot of history here. I don't have time to. But the, the temple in Israel had been torn down in 586 
B.C. by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. It was reconstructed and rebuilt in 516 B.C., and there's a lot of prophecy around that. But there were very few people that had moved back to Jerusalem, and if you went back to Jerusalem, you were under attack by the other tribes. The walls had been torn down. The bulk works and the, the, uh, the city bulk works and the safety nets had been torn down. And Nehemiah noticed that the people were not going back to Jerusalem and that the survivors still were in exile. And in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4, he said, When I heard these words, I sat down and I wept and I mourned for a number of days with fasting and prayer before the God of heavens. The God of the heavens. And Nehemiah began to pray. And this is the time to pray. It's always a good time to pray. And he began to pray about Jerusalem and about these walls that were torn down. We, and, and I, Thursday night when we had our meeting, I did express some frustrations because I said, in, in my frustration, I thank God for Ken because Ken was keeping me in check. But I said, here's what I see for the body of Christ. I see a walled city full of the presence and power of God. I see the anointing. I see people getting healed. I see families being restored. I see the lost being saved. I see revival. I see all this. And then I kind of come out of my prayer and I come out and I look in my life and I've got uh, friends that I know that have committed suicide and I've got you know marriages that have from strong good Christian people that have uh, been despoiled and they're breaking apart and and I see this homeless population people dying in there and just the, you see the vision I even see into my own personal life and things I want in my family and things that I want to see God do and I see what God wants what God wants and what God must have because he came looking for the lost and then I see the way things are and it makes me weep. And, and, and what really, and what I was trying to share with the group and I said, pray for me, it's not so much that I'm weeping uh, for myself and I'm weeping. I said, I, I, my question and my struggle is, does the church see it? Lord, is anybody else seeing this what I'm seeing? We have a whole generation of people that, young kids that don't know the Lord and all this confusion. And I'm not interested so much in politics and all that. The world has always been sinful and it always will be sinful. I'm concerned about the sins of the church, which are laziness, complacency, and indifference. Lack of prayer. I'm concerned about my own sins. Lack of commitment. Strife. And I'm saying, Lord, is anybody else, and I know there are, this is kind of the Elijah syndrome, honestly, but I said, is anybody else joining, Lord? Is anybody else seeing this? And is anybody else going to join me in this quest to see sinners saved, sick people get prayer and healed, and go on this mission, Lord? Is anybody joining me? And it, it, it had begun to frustrate me, not with God, not in my own, even in some ways, my own personal walk, although I can do better. But I want to see a church rise up, zealous for good works, wanting to fulfill their calling, not caring about who gets the credit for it or who gets glory for it or who gets pat on the back for it, who's got the hot hand, but that we're in this thing together. I want to see a church like that rise up. People on fire. Jesus is worthy to be on fire for. He is worthy to be burning for. He's worthy to be passionate about. 
And I truly believe, again, as I started in this message, if we get that part right, we're going to get everything right in 2024. Get the Jesus first part right. So he weeped and he wept, but he didn't just weep. He, he went before the king and he, he made a request to the king. And I've got to read one verse and I, I've just got a couple of scriptures done. I'm going to finish this next week and I won't have to give all the background. Come back next week. I won't have to give all the background for my message. I want to get right into the word on it about building and what God wants to see at Grace Point in 2024. But this is the scripture as I was reading through Nehemiah. Nehemiah was experiencing opposition. He had Sanballat that was uh, mocking him and making fun of him. And he had Tobiah the Ammonite that was harassing him. There's always opposition to the work of God. There are always demons out there trying to knock you down. There's always opposition to it. And they were opposing him. And I love this verse of scripture. I'm going to start with Nehemiah chapter 4. And I'm going to end here today. Because if I launch into more, I've got so much more to share about being faithful to the work of God, about being zealous for good works, about being on fire with what God has challenged us as a body. I care about your personal life. I care about the things that concern you. I care about your marriages. God cares about them. I care about your kids. God cares about them. I care about these things. But God wants to know, do you care about my house? Do you care about the church? Do you care about the lost? He wants to know what you care about. He cares about you. He wants you in. And he'll fill you with his power if you get all in. When Sam Ballot, chapter 4, verse 1, when Sam Ballot heard, I, I wanted so much not to preach a heavy message, Lord. Help me, help me, Jesus. When Sam Ballot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he began hurling, uh, he, be, he became furious and he mocked us. Before his colleagues and the powerful men of Samaria, he said, what are these pathetic Jews doing? <laughs> you hear the devil say that about you. What are you pathetic thing doing? What you, who do you think you are? David, who do you think you are? A little flea of a Jewish man coming against me. I'm a giant. Who do you think you are anyway? Can they restore it by themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they ever finish can they bring these burnt stones back to life from the mounds of rubble? Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, Indeed, even if a fox climbed up what they were building, he would break down their wall. They're mocking them. They're saying, you're going to fail. They're saying, you're not going to succeed. In, you, you, a fox could knock down your wall. And he said, listen, our God, for we are despised make their insults return on their own heads and let them be taken as plunder to the land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt or let their sin be erased from your sight because they have angered the builders. Now get this. So we rebuilt the wall until the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Now, I could quote 10 scriptures on top of that, and I probably will next week. The people had a mind to work. They had a heart to work. They had a mission. A lot of times, we don't run with the vision because we don't get a clear vision, and I've been gu as guilty of that as anybody. But the vision for us is clear this year. We're going to evangelize. We're going to be looking for the lost. 
that Jesus died for. And we're going to have grace groups where we're discipling and caring for one another. And that's, that's our vision. We're going to continue to reach out to the poor. We have some sick, uh, healing ministry things that are coming. But our, our vision is very, very clear. And I am encouraging you to be praying and asking God, what does God want me to do in this house in 2024? Will you do that? Will you just pray and ask God, God, what's my part in this labor? I'll never forget Dave. I can't think of his last name right now. He came here and he preached the message about people rowing together in the temple of God, temple builders, and how they were rowing together. Do you know if you ever got 100 people that were all on the same page, how powerful you would be? How powerful you'd be? Satan is so into division. He is so into dividing. He's so into these little little spats and everything to, di to just distract us and divert us from the vision that's in front. When we, and, and I'll get into this next week, and I'm going to pray, when we put God first and get that lined up, it just seems like the things in our life start coming in line too. Seek first his kingdom, and then all these things will be added to you. I want you to pray with me this week and ask God, what you need to change and what you need to adjust to become part of the vision of what God wants to do in this region, not just in Utica, but in this region. Let's pray. I wish Rich Mullen was singing behind me, that love has come. Amen. That's, that's okay for now. But Father, you can play it as we leave, Mike. You can kind of come. Father, I just thank you so much for these people. I know how much you love people, Lord. And God, I believe that uh, you're into what we're doing. You're for us. You want Kyla to be a better wrestler, Lord. I believe that. And uh, we got coaches in the room. You want them to be better coaches. And we got parents that are agonizing over children. You want to be involved in that. I don't, do not question. You care about us as people. You love us. Your grace is on us. But Lord, we love you too. And it's our desire, it's my desire, Lord, to to put you first in this church and in our lives. And I pray that you will specifically speak to people about the sword that they're supposed to pick up as they're building the wall. And I pray you'll speak to us. Lord, if there are things getting in our way of accomplishing your purposes for us, help us to lay them down. Help us to pick up our cross and carry it in 2024 to accomplish your pur purpose for our lives individually and corporately in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year, everyone.